It's time for JT the Brick. I love you, JT. You're a very honest person, and you have never shied away from the truth. Here we go again. Do it. Do it. All hands on deck. I'm coming to get you. Bring the energy that I bring. Do something. Get out of the soft zone. I won't waste your time. Your time is valuable to me. I don't hold back on anything. We're doing our job. As I often say, Raider Nation Unite, this would be a good time to pretend you're all in. Man, do I sound Mr. Wonderful and optimistic, huh? JT the Brick. I'm done with. We got to clean it up. Done. Clean it up is over. It's put up or shut up week. There are no rules here. Bobby insists. No rules. That's kind of a hostile work environment for me. Is it too soft? I'm salty. I'm pissed off. But I want to see some violence. The wolves are at the door. This is it. You got me? This is it. Let's stop this. Let's get to work and do your job. And now. Let's go. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT, live on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Are you excited? I'm excited. Every time I'm on the radio. I'm excited. I bring my A-game. I got Bobby with me. I'm in studio, and I'm on the live stream on YouTube where we already have 20 people in there, and I appreciate the people that are in there as we're building this thing slowly but the right way. Live streams, video, you can come into you can come into the heart of the Raider Nation here in our flagship studios. Uh, go to the YouTube page, JT the Brick YT. It's in my bio on Twitter at JT the Brick. Just click on subscribe. And like it, and you'll get notifications when we're jumping on, like I did last night with a 50-minute live stream where we talked about a lot of things. And we're brought to you by PTs. If you're in Las Vegas, you're in the state of Nevada, you understand how big it is. 64-plus taverns. they got to be more than that now. i gotta get got to check with Taryn and Ross and the team over there and find out how many taverns there are. Happy hour 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Midnight to 2 is great. Just don't drink and drive. Go there and get half-price drinks. Get an Uber. You know, the Uber, Bobby, from my house from the SG bar is under $3. Still, it's still under $3, and I tip more than that to my Uber drivers, my cab driver radio network. But it's nice when you can have a couple pops, a couple of Modellos. Man, I got two of my biggest sponsors in in the opening. Modelo, have a couple of Modellos and hit the Uber app and be home in under $3. Take an Uber, don't drink and drive, especially in Vegas. You crazy, man? Be crazy out here in Vegas, man. It's nuts on the road out here. So uh, we begin the show today as we are in the offseason. We are in the dead zone of sports. I came up with that term. I can use it, but I don't treat any show like it's the dead zone. My job every day is to come in with passion and energy, give you something to talk about, react to. Hopefully you want to react to it, comment on it, and we do a talk show. It's talk radio. It's not just me talking for two hours and we could have a lot of fun doing this because there's never an off-season in the Raider Nation. But there are slow times. Times when the coaches and the players and the wives and partners go away on vacation. Times where there's nothing going on. This is not one of them because they're still tightening up the coaching staff. Joe Philbin comes in. Luke Getze, who we debated and talked about. Uh, there's the ability to put the franchise tag on players if the Raiders want to or not. Uh, it's setting up the draft, which seems to be a big topic on the show. The draft. Oh, my God. I'm worried. You know, a couple of fans have been going a little bit bonkers on my Twitter feed. And uh, a lot of Raider fans are already going. They want to have the draft tomorrow, Bobby. They want to have the draft tomorrow. Raider Nation wants to know tomorrow if Tom Telesco could trade up into the top three or not. They want to know tomorrow. No one has the answer. Q Myers doesn't have the answer. Lindsey, Vinny, Clay, I don't. I don't think anybody has the answer on that other than Tom Telesco, Mark Davis, Antonio Pierce. And they don't know yet because they don't know how the deck chairs 
are going to straighten out or not or go overboard. All three quarterbacks could be gone in the first three picks. Usually, that is the trend. When quarterbacks are available, teams want to get the quarterbacks. The Raiders need a quarterback. Last I looked, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't work out. Brian Hoyer, wow, that was really bad. Uh, Like Brian Hoyer, came in with a lot of experience. I was on the wrong side of that one in the Chicago game. Aiden O'Connell played well, but we're in the battle to beat Patrick Mahomes. And that's the focus of the monologue. Look, when it comes to Antonio Pierce's comments on the podcast with Max Crosby, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it. Just got back from Maui. Uh, just trying to feel, get the vibe of Raider fans, but everybody's talking about it. Everybody. Rich Eisen, great friend of the show, just did his last 10 minutes of his show on Antonio Pierce's comments about going after Mahomes, the head of the snake, and all of that. So woke up today, told my wife, I'm going to go dive into this topic. No benefit to me. No benefit to me. I get nothing out of it. I can only say something potentially wrong. So I, no benefit to me, and the show benefits me. That's how I make a living. So I understand where the fence line is, where the cliff is, where not to go to. And I don't have to worry about that. You've listened to me for over 25 years. I know what to say. I host the PG show. But I love the fact that this coach sent a shot across the bow at the Kansas City Chiefs after beating them and watching Kansas City win in our building. Antonio Pierce is not going to lay down to anyone, let alone Patrick Mahomes as he's going for a three-peat. Now the problem with all this is that people want to protect the quarterback physically and mentally in this league. We want to protect the quarterback. We don't want to hurt the quarterback. We don't want to hit the quarterback. We want the quarterback to be ready on Sunday night on primetime on NBC and Monday Night Football. We don't have a TV show. Did you see the crap they put out this year? How many games that we had to watch a second or third string quarterback? It was a really big topic on this show. How many times did we tune into a game and it's like Gardner Minshew going up against Joe Flacco or, you know, the Jets are playing their third-string quarterback or someone's hurt? No one wants to get Mahomes hurt. We don't want Mahomes to be injured because we want to play Mahomes at full strength. I do. I want to, Every time we play the Chiefs, I want Mahomes to be on the field because it makes for great television. It makes for the rivalry. Look, Kansas City had a deal with Ken Stabler for a long time. They had a deal with Daryl LaMonica. They had a deal with Jim Plunkett, Rich Gannon. You want to see the teams at full strength. But once again, here's Antonio Pierce's comments on the Max Crosby podcast where Antonio Pierce talked about this, and it's making a lot of noise around the NFL. We got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the home... Elbows, yeah. filling them, love taps. We touched them. We're in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. All right, so he talked about love taps, and he talked about getting at Mahomes. What's wrong with that? I think that makes a lot of sense to me overall. Uh, we're going to get after the quarterback is what he said. Did he say it a bit aggressively? Yeah, he said it a bit aggressively. We're in, we're in a talk format, man. We're in podcast world. We're in reels. We're in sports center. We're cutting up clips. That's what we do, man. We didn't do that 20 years ago. There was none of this available. You had to wait till Sports Center at the top of the hour to get a soundbite. You had to wait till your late local news to find out what's happening with your team. Now in 2024, we find out in seconds around the world what's going to happen with our coach, our players, injuries, who's getting traded, who's getting fired, all this stuff. It happens every day. So Antonio Pierce said that, and I think everybody's handled it pretty well. Uh, my buddy Stephen A. Smith, 
some of the morning shows, some of the debate shows, no one's really making this out to be worse than it is. You know, Mike Florio, who comes on this show a bunch, basically went out there and, and said the point that, you know, could the league revisit this? What is the league? The league's been quiet about it. What could the league say? I don't know what the league's going to say. I don't know. I don't think it's a final. I don't think Antonio Pierce should be fined by any means. I don't think he should be fined for saying that. But did he get close to getting the attention of a lot of people? Yeah. And that's good. I like that. I'm in the Raider Nation, man. I'm wearing a black hole shirt today. I'm in the black hole. I'm a member. I like when the head coach says this. I'm a season ticket holder. Hell with the radio show. Hell with the radio show. I'm a, I'm a sports fan. That's what I do. That's I wake up every day. I think of my family first, my faith, and I think of my fandom. Then the radio show comes fourth, fifth, or sixth. I care about going to games and winning games. That is it. And hopefully I bring that to the radio show. Fandom, fandomonium, getting people excited about sports. Antonio Pierce really got it going. Rich Eisen just wrapped up his show and he said, well, that's red meat to Raider fans. You better believe it's red meat to the Raider fans out there. It's definitely red meat. Raider Nation wants something to talk about. They want to believe in their coach. They didn't believe in the last coach at all. I know I was in the front line of that every day. Now they believe in this head coach and we're all behind him to go take out Patrick Mahomes. Al Davis said the quarterback must go down. Hard in the first 15 plays. Great. Al Davis said it. The league wasn't going to touch Mr. Davis when he said anything. That gentleman was able to sue the league and win. Okay, they weren't. They didn't want to go near that cage to get to that tiger in that cage when it comes to that, and it was a different time. So for Antonio Pierce saying that, deal with it. Someone clipped that on my show and put it on some Raider website. Antonio Pierce says something, you got to deal with it now. You got to deal with it. But Kansas City's saying, you can't deal with us. We win the Super Bowl, we're a dynasty, and we beat you the majority of the time. Advantage Kansas City. Advantage Kansas City. They have the advantage over us in the Raider Nation. They are the reigning Super Bowl champions. They just became a dynasty in our world headquarters and in our stadium, and now they're going for a three-peat. I told you there could be a problem here. I didn't think they'd get to the Super Bowl. They shouldn't have gotten to the Super Bowl. Buffalo and Baltimore should have did us a favor in the Raider Nation. They did not. They didn't help us in any way. We helped. Raiders beat them on Christmas Day, gave them the blueprint on how to do it. Didn't complete a pass in the second, third, and fourth quarter and still won the game. How the hell do you do that? We gave them the blueprint so much so that Andy Reid texted Antonio Pierce and said basically to paraphrase, thanks for the wake-up call. Thanks for the wake-up call because it got Kansas City back on track. We even did Kansas City a favor. Oh, my God, OMG. We beat them and woke them up so they could go on one of the greatest runs in Super Bowl history. I repeat, one of the greatest runs in Super Bowl history. Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, 49ers. Oh, my God, that's a hell of a run. That's hard to do. And I've also told you the biggest problem for this team, which can be overcome, could be overcome, all you got to do is win more games in Kansas City, is the fact that Kansas City's now playing for history in a three-peat. Oh, God. How did that happen? If they would have just lost one game in the postseason, A, they wouldn't be a dynasty. B, they wouldn't have won their fourth Super Bowl overall, right? They've won three out of the last five, four overall. And I think it probably, if they didn't win the Super Bowl, it would have been the decline of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now it's just the opposite. They're playing for a three-peat. 
They'll never be better. They'll never be more focused. They'll never have a bigger goal than they've ever had in the history of that franchise, period. Their number one goal in the history of their franchise is doing a three-peat and, and trying to come out and be the greatest team of all time. They are if they win. They're better. Patriots got more. But three-peats in the NFL don't happen. That would put them ahead of the Patriots short-term as the greatest team of all time. Better than the 72 Dolphins, yes. Better than the Raider dynasty of three from 11-15 to 18. If Kansas City wins three Super Bowls in a row, four out of six, sorry, everybody, I apologize in advance, that's their motivation. And and, and people are worried about Antonio Pierce saying we got to take the quarterback. we got to get to the quarterback. I mean, how sensitive are people now? How sensitive are people out there, period, in general? They watch something on TV, they get all politically triggered. They watch something on a movie, they get politically triggered. They watch something on the local news, they're all all nervous and worried about life. People are really, really triggered with everything. Antonio Pierce is not. So that's the show today. I got a bunch of other topics I'll get to, but I want to hear from Raider fans, specifically in the Raider Nation. You know, Rich Eisen, Colin Coward doesn't take calls for 30 years. Other shows don't take calls. You don't hear from Raider fans on the radio because people don't want to hear from the Raider Nation. They've been kicked to the curb on sports radio for 30 years outside this show and a few others. This is the home of the Raider Nation where Raider fans have a voice on this. So the other show is a bunch of talking heads. You got radio hosts talking to board ops and Backup producers. What do you think of Antonio Pierce? Well, well, who cares what the backup board op thinks of Antonio Pierce? That's another thing we're dealing with now in this era of sports radio. Uh, The guy in the third row, the clapper, the intern, turn up your mic. What do you think of Antonio Pierce? Like you give a crap. The guy on sports gambling radio, uh, you don't have $5 in your wallet, but you're in on the Packer game. Why are you in on the Packer game? And that guy gets to speak for, for, for three minutes about how he's in on the game. Really? Can't afford lunch, and you are, and you're telling me who you're going to bet on the game? It's insanity out there. We need to hear from Raider fans on the coach. Unfortunately, I don't think the coach is getting a lot of heat on this one because he shouldn't. I think everybody in the media is saying, "Yeah, that's kind of cool, man." The Raiders are the Raiders, man. Raiders got a Raider fan as their head coach who grew up in Compton, who loves the team and wants to win, and is not afraid of Patrick Mahomes and wants to put him down legally, legally. Uh, Trajan comes in, Lyra says, it's football. You take the quarterback down, hello, it's tackle football. I agree with that. A lot of people coming in on the live feed. Uh, Pigs Pig 76, AP going to have his testosterone capped by the league. I don't know about that, but uh, AP clearly is a guy I want to hear talk more. Lorenzo says, too many sensitive adults crying. Modelo time, JT, please, you're right. Uh, Greg Randall says Al Davis attended uh, his first year in college, Wittenberg. My daughter will graduate there in May. I grew up 14 miles north of there. I wish I knew more about it. I don't know why I read that, but it was on my live stream. I'm learning about how to do the live stream. I like the phones to work. I'd like some people to call in from time to time and get me going. I still have Maui voice, 702-365-9200. As we're getting going here, Levi Edwards next hour. Bill Williamson wrote an interesting couple of columns. He's the longest tenured Raider insider, I believe, in Raider in the Raider world. He's going to join us here in a little bit. And the Night Owl says, JT, salute to the Raider Nation. 
This is not flag football. I would agree. I would agree. There's some good flag football being played now because the league, the league is afraid of football and concussions with kids. So they're posting videos of flag football all day long because they want you to play flag. That's an interesting topic. All right. One other thing I wanted to mention here in the monologue, which was a conversation I had with my wife last night. I got a 22 and 20 year old son. And social media is a big part of all kids' lives. It is. And most of it's a sewer and it's terrible. So yesterday on this show, I talked about Justin Fields unfollowing the Bears. And I said, you know, that's kind of immature. That's really immature. Like, why would you unfollow the Bears? And my wife and my son both corrected me. They're like, no. No, the guy's going on vacation. He doesn't want to look at his phone and see every, every scroll come by about the Bears. He knows he's getting traded. He knows he's out. And he unfollowed him. And I listened to my wife and my son, and I had a new perspective on it. I said, man, yeah, maybe you're right. I'm not 22. I'm not 24. Maybe it's good to turn off the sewer of Twitter, which blinks in the middle of the night next to my bed, and say, yeah, if you're, if you're a 24-year-old kid and you're Justin Fields, maybe you should bail out of Twitter and not follow the Bears because everything on the Bears' feed is negative about you getting traded. Here's Justin Fields on unfollowing the Bears. Since, wait, since we're here, hold on. But, I mean, what's we're not the, comparing. What's, well, no, 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 no. Since we're here. All right, come on. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but, like, why, why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Mm. Like, I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. That's true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears more now that you don't follow them. Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, it's, okay. it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either keep field. We want field to the draft Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. All right. So that's part of that. And I kind of agree with him. I, I kind of agree with him. I just came back from a quick trip. It wasn't a vacation. Two weeks is a vacation. A week is a vacation. He's going on vacation. He doesn't want to follow the Bears. Do I think there's some immaturity to that? Yeah. I mean, you're a, you're a face of a franchise. You want to be a face of another franchise. Every time that I've watched an athlete unfollow their team, it normally doesn't work out well. It normally doesn't work out well when they do that. They don't normally don't play for that team anymore but my son pointed out Kyler Murray Kyler Murray unfollowed the Arizona Cardinals and he got one of the richest contracts of all time it worked for him so with all that I like your comments and the Justin Fields situation is very murky very murky in Raider Nation because Luke Getze came here so all you have to do is try to figure out a riddle to a puzzle did Luke Getze come here to give the Raiders an advantage to get Justin Fields who I think is a very good quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. You know he's 24 and Jaden Daniels is 23? You know that Justin Fields has 54 career touchdowns? Jaden Daniels has none? And they're a year apart. I mean, th this guy, Justin Fields, is pretty good. If he was the quarterback of the Raiders, I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Justin Fields all day long. All day long. Just like I told you sitting here last year when chaos was going on before Jimmy G, I'd be great with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. 
Remember I said I'd pick up Aaron Rodgers at the airport. I'd hire a Maverick helicopter to go pick him up if he wanted to be the quarterback of the team. Now, I'd like to trade up and get Jaden Daniels at number three, but I don't know if that's going to be too expensive and rich, and everybody wants to go out there and find a trade partner there. And that, That's going to be good content here for the show. So I gave you two topics to open up the show with. Antonio Pierce's comments from a fan's perspective, a Raider fan. What do you think about that? 702-365-9200. And are you sensing little mysterious ways? Is there a chance Justin Fields is coming here? Is there a smokescreen? Could he come? Everybody's saying Luke Getze wanted to get away from him. I don't know that. I've never met Luke Getze. I don't know. Uh, did If Luke Getze came here and wanted Justin Fields, I think it'd be pretty easy to connect the dots saying Luke Getze wants Justin Fields and he came here first to bring him here. I don't, I don't sense that's the case. I don't. I don't sense the, today, at least today, I don't sense that Justin Fields is coming to the Raiders. But I got to fill two months of quarterback content, and there's only a handful of quarterbacks for me to discuss. The veterans, the rookies who might not be available, and uh, some of the other players that could be available in a trade. And I think Justin Fields would be a second-round pick, and the Raiders could keep their first-round pick at 13 and get Justin Fields and get another starter on the offensive line or defensive tackle and have Justin Fields and give up a second-round pick. That that's something I'm going to be looking at down the road. If it comes to fruition, we'll find out. Mr. Maui in Vegas, right here on 920. What's happening? Well, I want to talk about swiveling garbage. I don't believe in picking up veteran quarterbacks that have already been through three or four teams and uh, have ruined them. And uh, I would like to see the Raiders take someone out of the draft Mm-hmm. And remember, it doesn't have to be pick number one, two, and three. Look where Tom Brady came from. Well, you already got. Oh, wait a second. You already got Aiden O'Connell in the fourth round. You want you want to wait for another? You already got a fourth round quarterback who can play. What do you want to get a second? You want a second round? So so you want a second round quarterback who might be a little bit better than Aiden O'Connell, and we'll fight it out between a fourth round pick and a second round pick. Is that what you're telling me? I love him. I love Aiden O'Connell. But let's get two of them. Let's get another one. So you want two Aiden O'Connells to compete against one Patrick Mahomes, one Josh Allen, and, and one of these guys. You don't want a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert. You want two Aiden O'Connells. Am I hearing this right? I don't want I don't want garbage that's failed three other teams. Who failed three other teams? I didn't mention anybody on the show that failed three other teams. Who's that? No, you didn't have to mention it. I'm just saying I don't like swiveling garbage. Okay, thank you, Mr. Maui. He doesn't like swiveling garbage. Did anybody understand what he just said? No. no, he makes a good point. He makes a very good point. If the Raiders aren't able to get a top three quarterback, they might get the next Aiden O'Connell, yeah. who's really good. I like Aiden O'Connell. I'm pro Aiden. I'm pro Aiden O'Connell. I'm good with Aiden. You want? See, he just said it. I'd want to have two Aiden O'Connells. That's the problem if you don't get Jaden Daniels. Now, is Bo Nix better than Aiden O'Connell on paper coming out of college? Yes. Is Michael Penix Jr. better than Aiden O'Connell coming out of college? Yes. I don't know if they'll be as good as Aiden O'Connell. Could Michael Penix and Bo Nix, who are older, I think, older than half the, Justin Fields, older than Justin Fields, can those guys go in and do what Aiden O'Connell did, lead the Raiders to the all-time franchise record in points, all-time, 
and win on Christmas in Kansas City. For those who say, well, Aiden didn't do much. No, he's the quarterback of the Raiders. Led the Raiders to a win on Christmas in Kansas City. I don't remember the scores of when Gannon won in Kansas City and when Snake won in Kansas City. I just care that they won the game. But that's the problem here is that Raider Nation, Raider Nation wants everything. They want two Max Crosbys in the draft. They want another Colt Miller. They want a top three quarterback. You're not going to get it. What we got to do on this broadcast is find your priorities and what you think are the key priorities going forward. Adam Sweeney says AP didn't say anything wrong. Just keep everything in-house from here on out until we start winning. Well, I think AP is going to do whatever he wants to do. I call him coach. And the coach is going to do what he wants to do, and he's got a couple of mentors helping him out with this, and he's going to figure it all out. So that's what we're talking about. That's the monologue brought to you by the DeCastaverde Law Group. If you get into an accident in Vegas, I hope you don't need them, but if you do, the brothers have your back. The brothers have your back. Orlando and Alec DeCastaverde, good friends of the show, proud partners. Alex DeCastaverde is a friend. He's a Raider season ticket holder. Do you see some of these people on the billboards with the testosterone in their neck veins and driving motorcycles, telling you they're the best attorney in town and buying these awards, buying these awards? Brothers don't have to do that. The brothers' legacy is through their father, who built an unbelievable law group here in town, 702 222 Your reaction nationally and locally to Antonio Pierce's comments on the Max Crosby podcast. Are you good with it? Did it fire you up? What have you been doing on that? Everybody else is talking about it. We might as well talk about it noon to two on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Also, Bill Williamson on what's going on this offseason. A guy who has got a lot of experience with the Raiders and what they'll do next. He'll join us in 15 minutes. We're talking about doing it for one another, playing for one another, playing the game the right way, passion, accountability, having fun. Tom hit on it, probably best anybody's ever hit on it before. Trust. Trust. Trust in one another, man. Trust in the coaches, trust in each other, trust in yourself, trust in the process, and believing, and believing. And then doing that together, man. Doing it together. With all the doubters and all the stuff they've been talking about, no, man. It's okay. We don't want to be like, we want to be respected. Mm. We don't want to be like, we want to be respected. And we've earned our respect. Antonio Pierce, we don't want to be liked. We want to be respected. Same goes for me. Love that comment. Love that comment. Fantastic. JT, back with you. Brought to you by Tequila Commissario. The Ferraria Tequilas, the Maloof brothers and their team had a vision for a tequila, a high-end tequila, which is fantastic. The reserve is the best I've ever had. If you want to try a new tequila, step outside your box. Try one of the best I've ever had. All my friends love it. We had it in Hawaii. We brought a bottle down there. It was fantastic. Tequila Commissario, proud partner of our show. We are live on YouTube. Uh, Easy to follow the show. They put some nice signage here in the studio, which is cool, and we're ready to roll. Just go to YouTube, JT the Brick, YT. And just subscribe to that, and you can catch the show. We'll do pretty much every show from here on out, unless I'm on remote. We'll do it on YouTube here as we build this. So what people say, why are you doing this? I'm just building another platform, another channel, because we have some really big podcasts with the Raiders on YouTube, Raiders Roundtable, and some of the others that we do. 
which we're really excited about. We take our interviews and also put it up at Raiders.com if you want to check out some of that. Raider 66 in Vegas on 920, our local station here. What's happening? Hey, good afternoon, JT. How you doing today? Great, buddy. What's happening? Great. Um, you know, I see nothing wrong with, uh, with what AP said. I, you look at it. Uh, actually, what he said, he wants to be respected. Well, Al said I'd rather be feared than respected. So uh, they got the same phone going. But, you know, ever since they changed the rules and they legalized the forward pass in 1906, defenses have been trying to knock down the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Al Davis said basically the same thing, just phrased it differently. In the first few plays, the quarterback must go down and he must go down hard. So I think next time you see AP, and you may know this already, did he take psychology in, in college? couple of courses because he may be doing a great psych job on the NFL and the Chiefs in particular mm-hmm. by saying what he said and the way that they manhandled the Chiefs the last time it has put that in their head so now with these comments that he makes if you've got your you know you the the Chiefs are a bunch of spoiled little kids they've had the run of the mill for so long now they get their feathers ruffled so what's going to happen they may say, "Hey, we're going to make we're going to take a cheap shot on them first before they take the cheap shot on us, and they'll get the penalty." AP is doing a great thing with psych mm-hmm. psych job right now, and I think that he has proven in the nine games that he's already had that he has got these guys playing um, aggressive, mm-hmm. but with responsibility. They don't do the penalty, so the rest of the NFL is going to expect, "Oh, they're going to come out cheap shot elbows." No. AP has got them playing a different way. It's a new Raider way, and it's better. And I think that uh, he's got something going here. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you. Raider 66, our story, and along with Raider Mort, who I talk to almost every day, I talked to Raider Mort, who's a godfather of Raider fans. I think his 60th year, I mean, Raider Mort's had season tickets from the beginning, and we debated this topic early on, too. You know, the problem with the Raiders here is they have to back it up. If you're going to talk all this bravado about taking the quarterback down and playing physical and do it, you got to do it. And Max Crosby's been doing that for a while. Malcolm Kuntz is arriving. I think there'll be a free agent that'll go after Mahomes. But you got to back it up and you got to win the game. Got to win the game. And and the other big thing about this topic, which everybody says, well, the Raiders and the Raiders were the least penalized team last year, which is shocking. Absolutely tremendous by the coaching staff and the players to be in that category. Tremendous is that the Raiders gave everybody the blueprint on Christmas Day on how to beat the Chiefs with physicality and what to do. How come no one else could do it? Niners are better than the Raiders. Ravens are better than the Ravens. Uh, Raiders. Buffalo's better than the Raiders. Clearly, they blew out the Raiders in Buffalo. They all got the blueprint of what the Raiders did on Christmas and no one else could do it. That's what concerns me about this. The Raiders gave the league and the playoff teams the video of how to beat Kansas City and what to do, and no one else could do it. And they were good defenses. Baltimore's defense and the Niners' defense, man, the Niners' defense is really good. And when Greenlaw went out with that blown Achilles in the Super Bowl jumping out on the field, that was brutal. That that could add an impact. I think if Greenlaw plays that whole game, that the Niners have one of the best defensive players in the league coming after Mahomes and maybe making a play or two. But that didn't happen. That opens up a line for you on Antonio Pierce's comments. I didn't do this the last couple of days because I just wanted to watch and listen. But today I said we got to talk about this because it won't go away. All the television shows and debate shows are leading with this. This was the number one story yesterday at ESPN.com. 
on Antonio Pierce and what he said about Patrick Mahomes. Getting to the head of the snake. Oh, and, and that makes you butt hurt? Really? That that's that freaks out people? You know, people get nervous and get upset when someone says, Hey man, let's just play a little bit harder against this one particular quarterback because he's winning everything. He's winning everything. He's got to be stopped. Will is in Denver on the Raiders mobile app, a listening. Appreciate you, Will. Go ahead. JT, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for calling. What's happening? Hey, I'll tell you what. I feel like Raider sixty six is reading my mind, but uh, so I won't. I won't regurgitate everything mm-hmm. he said. But but I got I, I do want to point out. You know, something that we haven't seen happen in the Mahomes era is there's been a lot of respect for the Chiefs. There's been a lot of you know he's the great. He's the next Brady. All this stuff, and there hasn't been any anybody that's really. Uh, and I and I would look today, anybody that's really ruffled. Patrick Mahomes' uh, feathers in the media, and 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 it, you know, leading up to that can- the Christmas game, and J- and Jack Jones saying, "Hey, you you stop the magician, uh, and you stop the magic." And I'm telling you, it these guys aren't used to people not respecting them, and it's not that. And I wouldn't even say as far as respect, they're, they're not used to people questioning them or doubting them. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the the goon on the basketball court that that gets after LeBron James. He's not used to that. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, it gets him out of their game. And I think, you know, we saw it, a, a fumble and then a pick six. Mahomes was flustered. And, and whether we gave somebody a blueprint or not, I think the Raider way and the idea of kicking down doors and not asking for permission for anything, it, like we're getting back to those days of the Chester mm-hmm. McLaughlin, Russell, Maryland, where these guys, they don't care. Yeah, They're just going to do it. And I love it. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope that we can keep doing it again. We've seen Kelsey lose his composure, and I think the Raiders are getting under these guys' skin, and I think that it's something we can build on. Yeah, it is something we can build on. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Out in Denver, Will. The problem is no one's backed it up. So to say that the Raiders are getting under their skin, no, they just won the Super Bowl in our building. Okay, they just won the Super Bowl in Vegas. So no one got under anybody's skin. The closest that we've seen of a team getting after Mahomes visibly was the Raiders. The Raiders and, and all that. And Max Crosby, if you watch the documentary Quarterbacks, when Mahomes was like, come on, Max, you're hitting me on every play late. Come on, Max. You could tell Max is trying to do everything possible, Max Crosby. And Max Crosby's podcast deserves this credit because Max's podcast got Antonio Pierce to talk about this topic that everybody's talking about today, including myself. When you're able to put a quarterback down, I remember Dwight Freeney. Remember, he was a great player. Dwight Freeney and the Colts going up against Tom Brady. Who, who do you remember? Everybody used to cry about Brady. Brady would always complain about getting hit. Brady would work the refs. Do you remember any of the players that used to get to Brady and hurt him and ruffle him? I don't. Dwight Freeney is one of them. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis talked a lot of trash. I don't remember Ray Lewis getting behind the line of scrimmage and blowing up Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady was a lot better at the time. Not a lot better, but better than Mahomes. He was. And Brady had a lot of people saying the same thing. Oh, he's playing for the flags. He's playing for the flags. Oh, he just wants to get a flag. Brady was a smart guy. Real smart guy. He knew that the refs were watching low, below his knees. When people fell into his knees, a flag would come. The difference between Brady and Mahomes, the number one, is Mahomes' ability to run. So when a guy like Lamar Jackson takes off, in the field to play and doesn't slide, and Mahomes doesn't slide, you got to hit these guys hard legally. You got to rattle them and hit them hard. 
And I think that's what the Raiders are going to do going forward. More of your phone calls coming up. Bill Williamson will join us coming up. He has great information. We'll talk to him about Tom Telesco. What's his plan? The Raiders head to the Combine. A look ahead at what the Raiders are looking at over the next couple of weeks. We say this every year. It's the most important offseason in Raider history. Well, starting to think this could be the one. In Vegas history, not Oakland Raider history or L.A. Raider, but the biggest offseason in Las Vegas Raider history, that's for sure. Yeah, I tell you, the one thing that's kind of jumped at me, like obviously in the division, you know, I know the Raiders pretty well, but I knew I know him as an opponent, which is just completely different than knowing this team from being in this building, you know, the practices every day and everything that goes into being a football player at this level. So um, I've got a lot of learning to do right now to get like up to speed with everything in the building and then get up to speed with like the whole roster. I guess it's just a big difference knowing them as opponents and rather knowing them as, you know, as the GM of this team. So got a lot of work to do coming up here. But thankfully, AP's here, so that's going to make the transition a lot smoother. That's Tom Telesco on what he has to do, and Tom's going to be real busy coming up here. Bill Williamson is always busy. He has great content that is out there. Follow him on Twitter and check out what he does, the work from SB Nation to all the other Silver and Black Pride and Raiders quarterback 2024, the latest on Justin Fields, Luke Getze, Tom Telesco, and Antonio Pierce. Bill, good to talk to you. Let's start off with the activity of the Raiders filling out this coaching staff. What type of feedback have you been getting on who they hired? Well, you know, I mean, a lot of the changes, um, nothing's official, of course, JT. I mean, there's a few of them, but we've already seen a couple changes already. Um, but, you know, I think the big difference is on the offensive side of the ball, um, a real Green Bay feel, um, you know, Mike McCarthy-like uh, staff members. And we, on Super Black Friday today, um, one of our writers, Matt Holder, kind of looked at Mike McCarthy's offense and how – in Green Bay and how that might fit this offense. Because, you know, there's Devontae Adams, a centerpiece of that offense, is now a centerpiece of the Raiders' offense. And Getty's there and Philbin's there. And, you know, Edgar Bennett, who people look at the holdover, but he was part of that staff too. So there's a, there's a real feel of, you know, of the Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams offense coming to the Raiders, and I think that's kind of what jumps out to me the most. And then, you know, again, there's changes on the defensive side of the ball, too, um, especially in, in the back end, but really the, the offensive changes is what which stands out. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Bill, because I always wondered what Devontae, Devontae's quiet here in the offseason. I don't know if he's in town or not, but this does it have a feel like they ran this by Devontae? I mean, this is all about player involvement and entitlement from the NBA all the way to the NFL and other sports here. And I would say that Max Crosby and Devontae Adams have a lot of say in what's going on, just getting their opinion out here. They don't make the final decision, but this looks like an offense that Devontae Adams probably approves of. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think he certainly approves of it, but I don't know if this is the Devontae rules. I don't Mm -hmm. think this coaching staff is here because of him because – now, certainly, we all know when Antonio Pierce got the job, we all know the support that he got from the the, the players, and we know this, the, the, the the heavy-handed support by Max Crosby, you know, and it worked. Um, but 
this with the coaching staff, we got to remember that Cliff Kingsbury was the first choice. Mm-hmm. That's clear. Um, you know, that can't be denied. And, and Devontae Adams doesn't have a history with Cliff Kingsbury. So I don't think I don't think it would be fair to say Devontae Adams is the reason why this coaching staff is here. I think there's some coincidence and circumstance, but certainly um, there's there's a history there. And moving forward, it, it, it's a storyline. Bill Williamson's our guest. Yeah, and the big storyline is, and they're talking about it on ESPN and First Take and all these other shows. Will Devontae love this team if they don't get him a new quarterback? Or did he, did you see a lot of chemistry? with Aiden O'Connell, and where do you stand, Bill? you got a lot of experience covering this team for over 27 years on what your gut tells you about getting a quarterback. It seems to me it's going to be really expensive to move up to get into the top three or four, but I think this is the year that it's finally worth doing it. Yeah, I mean, next year's rookie class is supposed to be very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting. It's, uh, you know, I mean, careers are made and ruined on these type of decisions. Um, you never know with quarterbacks. I mean, I don't know if these three guys, I'm talking about Williams, May, and Daniels, are all surefire guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, every year there's those group of guys, and every year at least one of those top guys, it doesn't work out. And all you have to do is look at the recent history. So, I don't know. It's risky. I mean, there was a speculation today that it's going to cost three number ones to get up to the top three. That's a lot, especially if it doesn't work out. And if it works out, hey, cool, because it's all about the quarterback. That's that's clear. Um, but we'll see. It's going to it's a tough spot for Tom Tuesco to be in, but it's also an opportunity for him as well. And you know, last year they're in this situation. You know, the previous regime, and they. They couldn't get it done. They didn't think it was, you know, worth it. And they ended up getting Garoppolo, and, and, and that was a flop. So there's no real guarantees. And I, I would argue in the, the veteran class, the quarterback this year is, is, is weaker than last year's. Mm. So, I mean, you go after Kirk Cousins. You, you, you try to get a Justin Fields. You, uh, you, you see if you can get Russell Wilson. I mean, you know, I, I don't know the answer, but they're going to have to figure it out. Um, if they try to really go for the home run and, and get a guy like Jaden Daniels, it, it'll, it'll be interesting, but there's no guarantee that he'd even be there. If you say you make the trade with the Patriots in, you know, April 2nd, and the the Washington Commanders, well, they take him at number two, and then, yeah. and then you got maybe Drake May there, and maybe you wouldn't have made that trade for Drake May. So, there is a lot going on, and there's a lot to consider. Silverandblackpride.com, Bill Williamson, longtime friend of the show. All right, Bill, uh, two things. First off, the Jimmy Garoppolo and how he helped the Raiders going forward with this PED suspension. I haven't talked to you since with what it does for the cap and going forward. This is a big deal. Is this a real big gift from the Raider gods for this team to have that extra cash to go shopping? Sure, I mean, it's, what is it, $10 million extra? It mm-hmm. certainly doesn't hurt. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, there, there, there is some dead money there, and it was, a, it was a flop of a move. But, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, there is certainly a silver lining here for the Raiders moving forward because of what he's facing, sure. And the last one, which is really important to me, on Russell Wilson. I've always been a fan of Russell Wilson. He's a great player. He's a Walter Payton Man of the Year. I know what he does in the community and outside the community, which is almost second to none. I'd be very interested in him at the veteran minimum. I mean, this is a guy two years ago cost $200 million to talk to. 
and you probably wouldn't get him at $200 million. You had to go to 235 And now if you get him at a veteran minimum of something ridiculous, what Raider fan could ever argue that? Getting him for like $0.10 cents on the dollar compared to paying over the price to get him a couple of years ago. What's brewing on that topic? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that, that's, that should be popping here pretty soon. I mean, all the, the Justin Fields question, you know, that's that's going to happen soon. Russell Wilson's going to happen soon. Kirk Cousins is going to certainly happen about that first Monday or Tuesday, you know, in two and a half weeks. We'll see. I mean, any team, you could say, hey, we get, I don't know if you're going to get him for the minimum. There's probably going to be some real incentives there. Mm-hmm. That can boost it up, right. you know, if he does become a above-average quarterback. And, and 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 you could argue that he was average yes. above average last year. Um, um. So so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think any team that needs a quarterback would have him, you know, on their list. Absolutely, Bill. We'll talk to you after the combine. A lot of good content. Appreciate your time today. Cool. See you, JT. You got see it, you. Bill. Bill Williamson joining us. Hey, the thing about again about Russell Wilson. I mean, if the guy's available for nothing other than incentives, you got to be pretty ridiculously out of touch to not think that he's one of the great quarterbacks of the last 20 years, still young, completely healthy, knows the division, and kind of got screwed over by Denver. I mean, like the coach came in there and basically said, we don't want you. And the guy ended up having a pretty good year, all right? So with all this stuff, again, with Russell Wilson – I'm not saying he's coming. I don't think he's a fit. I don't. I think the priority is getting a quarterback in the draft. He's pretty good. Uh, Thor. Is Thor still available? We get him up here, Raider Nation Drinking yes, Club. What's yes, happening? Sir. Go ahead, buddy. What's yes, happening? Sir. Yes, sir. JT, my brother, man. Raider Nation, what's up? I love Antonio Pierce's comments. Honestly, we've been crap for so long. Let, let's put that out there in the air that we are going to come around and we're going to smack you in the head. I mean, obviously, it might put a target on our back. So what? We've been we've been bad for a while now. Let's get it. Let's let's. Ha- I want a target on our back. I want to go out there with people mad at us, gunning for us, and show them who we are. Um, Raider Nation, man, let let's go. Let, let, like I love it, JT. I love it, man. Um, I know you also were asking about Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. You know, if Justin Fields comes. I'm good with it. I'm good with drafting the quarterback in the first round. I'm good with a lot of things. I just want it to work out. It's all a gamble, so if you're going to go ahead and gamble, let's move up in the top three. Let's pray to God it works out. But, again, there's not that big of a risk because we haven't been great for for 20-plus years, right? So let's go take a shot, man. We we need this before we get too old. We can't even remember what happened. <laughs> Thank you, Thor. I, I agree with what Thor said, friend of the show, and also on YouTube, Raider Nation Drinking Club. Go follow them. Uh, the Raiders haven't been a Super Bowl contender in a long time. This could be the year to take the shot. If you draft a quarterback in the first couple of picks, you're not going to the Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback, probably year one, unless you have Dan Marino in the hot tub time machine, but it's worth taking a shot. Hey, this is the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. I want to talk about that next hour, plus Levi Edwards. We are live on YouTube. JT the Brick YT. Please go and subscribe and check out what we're doing here.